Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, presented by the tech doctor, Ronan Leonard. Hi, welcome to this Irish Tech News Podcast. Today I'm talking with Baya Salmon Hawk from Feel Normal Again. How, how are you doing, Baya? Or Baya? I'm doing, oh, okay, yeah, I'm doing good, yep. So tell me a bit about your background, and then we'll get into the, the other stuff we're going to talk about, like, uh, uh what about mental health after COVID and uh, Zoom fatigue and also your your courses? Yeah. Well, um, I was, until the 11th of uh, March 2020, I was a storyteller yeah. in the southeast of Ireland and I was working all over Europe. And then in one day, my entire season got cancelled. Uh, and uh, I had a choice. I was going to lie in a heap and cry and feel miserable or... I was going to create something else. And uh, in a previous life, I used to be a mental health therapist and I used to work in the NHS in the UK um, in inpatient services. And um, I was, you know, I'm trained as a, as a therapist. And um, I thought, oh my God, this is going to cause so much difficulty. People are going to feel so weird. I'm going to create a course to help people get their heads around it. And then we started hearing. You know, nothing is going to be normal again. Uh, There's going to be the new normal. We'll never go back to normal. So I thought, we're going to call our course Feel Normal Again. Yeah. Because feeling normal is about the way we feel as individuals. And nobody can tell us how we feel. We feel the way we feel. Yeah. And uh, so I, I created, with a colleague in the UK, we created a course to help people um, understand what was, in, what was happening to their brains. Because our, my belief, my absolute belief that is that if we get the proper information in place, there's no need for a huge mental health, uh, health crisis. Yeah. Um, we can adapt. Human beings are amazing at adapting. We have incredibly sophisticated brains, much more sophisticated than any computer, computer you can imagine. And um, so that's kind of like my passion in life. And I was very lucky because I got funding from Leo Kilkenny to, uh, to create the course and put it on platform. And uh, off we went, really. And apparently, it's unheard of. We started doing the course on the 12th of March, I think it was, and it was up on the Facebook page on the 1st of April. Yeah. And since then, it's got a really lot of feedback. And through the course, and it's all been based on my experience, or our experience, if you wish, so it's very personal as well. So as we were encountering our problems, um, we tried to solve them. And one of the things I encounter is I develop an absolute hatred of Zoom. Yeah. Now, that's really weird, because I've always worked on Zoom, because I'm an international storyteller, and, you know, if I, want, I, I was on Zoom, I was working in... Bangalore at the weekend, or not really, but I was talking on Zoom to an international soybean conference in Bangalore. So I'm very much used to working on Zoom, and I think that's really weird. Why do I hate Zoom so much? And I don't know if you remember, but at the beginning of the lockdown, uh, uh, confinement, whatever you like to call it, we were doing Zoom back-to-back. We was, we was, we, I was in such a state of panic. I was so frightened of losing connection with people that I was constantly on the internet. Yeah. And I thought, what's going on? Yeah, what's wrong? What's going on? And I was getting more and more tired. My concentration 
was getting worse and worse, and I started looking into it. So what, would you like to tell you why we are so tired all the time? Yeah. Because I know the answer. It's, it's strange to see, see that everyone's saying that Zoom is a new panacea and it can help us through the crisis work-wise. Yeah, oh, totally. But I'll tell you why we're so tired. This is, I, I don't believe it's got anything to do with Zoom or indeed Skype or indeed any of the platforms. I've discovered something which you might find interesting. A human being has something called willpower. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And the willpower is actually not in your anywhere in particular. It's in your brain. There's actually a part of the brain that runs willpower. And it's the part of the brain that gives us choices. Okay? Yeah. Now, the part of this, this part of the brain has 15.15 minutes capacity per 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah? Now, normally, it's ample. Because we don't actually have to make that many conscious choices. We make choices that, that's like driving. We automatically make the choices. So it doesn't, we don't have to use our willpower yeah. unless we're learning to drive. However, we are now asking our brain to do things it absolutely does not want to do. Like not hug our grandchildren. Like not shaking people's hands. Like seeing our friends and waving at them from, for a, from a distance. Like washing our hands all the time. And all these things take a damn sight more than 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Which is why we are constantly exhausted. So what do you do to replenish your willpower? I hear you cry. Well, for starters, you, do, uh, you kind of have pauses during the day. You don't go back-to-back -back Zoom or Skype or whatever calls. You give yourself half an hour at least, and you get out of your office or wherever it is you're working from. You get out into the garden, or you get out on the balcony, or you do something for half an hour. And I don't mean have a lot of coffee. I mean, do something for half an hour that will switch you off. Yeah and allow that brain, that willpower, to replenish itself. Now, meditation, of course, I know, mindfulness, fancy prayer as well works. Sadly, the other thing that works is glucose, yep. which is not very good for you, which is why everybody's eating cakes a lot. Have you not, you know, completely baffled. Why is everybody baking cakes? That's because we need sugar, because our brain is not functioning right. Meditation is much better. I know it doesn't taste so much. But so that's one of the things you can do to replenish your willpower. The other thing you can do is you can say to yourself, it's okay. Because one of the things we are absolutely terrible at is being kind to ourselves. Particularly in a situation when we feel threatened. And in a situation when we are somehow, the message is, you have to stay home. And, and you're not allowed to go out much. Yeah. And that automatically means we believe we've done something wrong. Yeah. Even though we know we haven't done something wrong. But our brains automatically think we're in jail. And why do you keep people in jail? Particularly since they've chosen to call it lockdown. Yeah. Which is a term that you use in jail. So the population now believes they're in jail. Why are you in jail? Because you've done something wrong. No, 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 no. You haven't done anything wrong. 
when you're in jail to protect you, can you see what happens to your brain? Yeah. At that point, your brain goes, what? And then, you know, that's why you're so tired. So I would suggest, and they say, don't watch the news, but watch the news. I think it would suggest you don't bother watching the news because, be honest, you'll find out what's going on anyway by one way or another. Yeah. Um, and just, just don't bother because there's no point because nobody really, you know, they tell you the figures and whatever, but it's not helping anyone. It's helping people to understand they have to do what they have to do, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, as long as you make sure that you wash your hands regularly and uh, you you don't do things that you are not recommended to do, um, I think you're much better off not bothering with the news. Yeah, and getting back mean, sorry, and get back to the term lockdown. You notice that some media and government and government won't use that term because they know it's going to bring negative thoughts to you as well. Yeah, totally, totally. And it's interesting because I mean, you look at what how they've called it in different countries. Like in France, they call it confinement, which rather meant French word that means you, confinement is when you're having a baby. Yeah. And so at the end of it, there's something. Uh, which I think is nice. I mean, in, in Ireland, for the most mature people, they call it cocooning, which is a horrible term because the cocooning people are not happy at all. Yeah. They don't, they're not turning into butterflies, I'm telling you that for a fact. Uh, so each country has had a different way of looking at it, of calling it. But the general... I mean, it's like everybody's been asked to possibly wear face coverings. And our brains cannot cope with that information because... We have been told all our lives that the only people who wear face coverings, like masks, yeah. are dangerous. They're just terrorists, robbers, cowboys, and in, you know, in, in, in the, the bank robbers in yeah. the old westerns, always wore face coverings. So we have that association. And then we've been told we have to do it because it's going to make us feel safer. And that's why we, ha- we are so tired. So the other thing... That is very tiring. And I think that's something interesting. It's not me who's made this up. It's uh, coming from, I've read different articles about it, is that we're using Zoom for everything. Now, normally, we use Zoom for work. So we know what it's about. We know whom we meet on Zoom. For example, in my case, I will see people normally, I see people that live in America, who live in America, Canada, India, not my friends from Waterford next door. Yeah. So I'm used to that and I'm fine about it. But suddenly, I've seen my family on Zoom. And everybody is, my, is in my computer. Yeah. So there's no difference between the events. And therefore, my brain thinks I'm working all the time. Because Zoom equals work. Yeah. You with me there? I'm with you, yeah. So the other thing, yeah, the other thing you can what which I've done, is I will not talk to family and friends on Zoom. Mm-hmm. We use WhatsApp, we use Messenger, and that's it. Yeah. So I now have, and I will not have a meeting on Messenger or, or, or WhatsApp. So then I've created a difference, and I will not speak to my family in the office. So because I'm lucky, I've got my own office, but in my house. So I will make sure that if I'm having a conversation with my son, for example, I will go and do it somewhere else. Yeah. And that has made a difference. And that is also a recommendation. So that we do get a sense, because I know we're all working from home, and that means we're working all the time, particularly people who have children. 
because they are there all the time and you're supposed to be working from home as well and we never stop. Yeah. And if we don't introduce pauses throughout our day, we are obviously going to get more and more fatigued and it's going to be more and more difficult. Yeah. Do you think that's helpful? It is. And I found also that when I'm doing my podcast, if I'm talking to somebody and they're telling them they're giving their phone, but I ask them, have, have they got a, an iPhone? Because if we do it via yeah. FaceTime, Audio, it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. It feels more sociable and less stress involved yeah. because it's a tool that they might use to talk to family and friends in the past. Yeah. So, but doing it that way, they still don't feel like with yeah. Zoom, I'm in a work mode. Yeah, totally, absolutely. And the other thing that I do on Zoom, I'm afraid, is I, I, I mute myself and I take the video off. And if somebody says to me, even if I'm in a meeting, I say, I'm sorry, my internet is not very good, which it isn't anywhere. I live in rural Ireland. Yeah. And I say, I'm sorry, my, my internet will not support videos. Uh, so I would love to be part of this meeting, but I'm afraid I cannot be on video, which means I can then relax. It doesn't mean I'm in my like, pyjamas or anything. It just means I don't have to be looking at the screen all the time. Yeah. And uh, I can listen to what's going on. I can, I can intervene, but I don't have anything... You know, um, I know that I have several family members who are bosses, you know, who are employers. And yeah. they've also kind of noticed that it's important to let the employees do that as well because they will have children in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's no way, you know, and that, that sort of thing is becoming more common because at the beginning, you know, people got, used to get quite upset if they saw children running around, but what you do, you have to work within the context. So that I think is is um, is is what is is what would be helpful. Yeah, and for me as well, if I'm on a, if I'm done a Zoom video call, because of because what scenario we're in now, I've not had my hair cut uh, since about uh, late February, yeah. so it's messy. Yeah. So how do I make something yeah. like presentable, especially when it's not yeah. your fault it's happening? Totally, you're absolutely right, and I think there's all, and I think. It's actually worse for men because at least women, we can put our hair in a, you know, I've got the headband on yeah. today, so I can put my hair, but men can't do that. Well, they can, I suppose, but it's a bit weird. So, yes, you're absolutely right. And I think, again, that has, it's weird because it's had a huge impact on our mental health, the fact we can't, we're not allowed to kiss the hairdressers. Uh, I remember having a complete meltdown, ridiculously, yeah. the day France, because you know I'm fresh. Um, the day France came out of their, their quarantine and uh, they, they did it differently, which is fine. I'm not criticizing anyone or saying anybody's right. But they did it differently. So they were in much tougher quarantine, if you can imagine it. Yeah. But they just left the quarantine on the, mon- uh, you know, on the Sunday night. They were told that on Monday morning they can very carefully with the masks and everything, but they can get their hairdressers. And, uh, and I remember talking to my niece that night, and she was so excited because she was going to hairdressers the next day. And I was beside myself with jealousy, like a child. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. And again, that's another thing. You know, we've become, because our brains are finding it so difficult to process the information we are receiving, which is very often contradictory. Yeah. You can't go to the hairdressers, but you can go and buy a car, which is where we're at right now. Yeah. You can go to the golf club, but you can't go if it's five more five kilometers from your house. So yeah. Um, so because of what's happening, we, we our emotions are much much more heightened than usual. Yeah. So we're more likely to behave like children. 
And we have to be aware of that. And we have to say to ourselves, oh dear, here I go again. Uh, the trick is to say to yourself, how old do I feel right now? A really good trick. If you're finding yourself, in my case, being very, very cross because you can't get the hairdressers and your niece can, you have to say to yourself, how old do I feel right now? And I came up to like six or something. Yeah. And I had to kind of go like, okay, you can't. You have to be in the, in the moment. You have to be mindful and you have to be, be back to your own, your real age because you're not going to spend this pandemic as a six-year-old. And I managed to calm myself down and it was fine. But and it's funny, you know, yeah. the way we react, really. And also, right now, we're asking ourselves, what day is it? Because right now, people, yeah. I, I'm forgetting the time what day it is. The days blur into each other because yeah. we, we're going nowhere, yeah. we're nowhere else. And if you're not watching yeah. the TV or news constantly, you're not sure what day or time it is. Mm, totally. And also, we are, I'm, I mean, I don't know, I'm creating lots of content and I'm having a lot or lots of that happening. But actually, deep down, I'm bored out of my mind because I'm a performing artist and I'm not performing. Yeah. And that makes me happy. Performing is the one thing that makes me happy. I mean, helping people, better help also makes me happy, but not with the thrill of performance. And uh, the reality is I'm bored. There's actually nothing going on. And people say, have a nice weekend. I'm like, have a nice weekend? What's yeah. the difference? <laughs> Between the weekend and the other day of the week, none. And um, so, you know, that's, yes, you're absolutely right. Days merge into each other. But again, there's something you can do about that, if that's of interest to, to you and your listeners, is that you can, what I do is I do morning pages. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Every day, every morning, when I wake up, I have a pen and paper next to my, my, uh, my bed, and I write three pages, and I put the date on it. So I know which day of the week it is. And I write three pages and I empty my mind. And I will, I mean, you know, I burn them afterwards. After a while, I keep them for a while. I never read them back. And then I burn them because I just write whatever is going through my mind at the time. And it's a brilliant thing to do because it allows you to drop on a piece of paper, if, you're, if, you're, if you like writing, anything that yeah. you don't want in your brain right now. And all the feelings and all the stories and whatever you're telling yourself. And uh, it really, really is helpful. It's invented by a woman called Julia Cameron. And she, uh, she wrote a book called The Artist's Way. And I am afraid I've been doing it for I guess more years than I care to remember. Yeah, I guess it's a way of clearing your brain out of the clutter. So wake up in the morning, yeah. you, you're, you're then fresh and you, you can start yeah. anew. Exactly, yeah. You can do it on your I mean, you can talk it. It doesn't have to be written down. You can just talk into your iPhone, you know, do one of those yeah. notes you on, on, And then you just, I just erase it, and that's it. Because you don't really want to read it back, because then you start brooding about it. It's a completely uncensored thing you do. It's, if you don't, you know, sometimes I just write rude words, uh, repeatedly, very, yeah. very deeply. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes out to my pen, that's it, it's out. Well, you could actually call it, call it in the long term the COVID diaries. Yes. Well, I wrote, so actually it's interesting because I, for a while I had a Facebook page and it was called the Journal of the Plague. Yeah. Uh, but I could not do it past 50 days. Yeah. It became, too, I did 50 days of it and it was, you know, it was really wonderful and it was very brief and every day I would choose a word 
you know, like I remember one day I had handbags. Yeah. Because women don't use handbags anymore. <laughs> yeah, women, I mean, that's a very, I don't want to generalize, but I used to spend a lot of time mulling over handbags, finding the perfect handbag. Yeah. I haven't touched a handbag for 12 weeks now. I don't think I ever will be touching a handbag. I doubt it very much because they're very cumbersome, isn't it? And you'll be, you'll be thinking that. So thinking long term, what does a handbag look like? What does it feel like? Same with, with, with calendars, because you've got a calendar, you can have a red X beside it, and you, you, you then yeah. realise, oh, in 40 days in lockdown, and that's it, and you're going to go, how yeah. many more will I be doing this for, how long for, and that's, that's something yeah. you don't have. Yeah. Like if you're in prison, when, you're, when you, you see in the movie in prison, and you're striking off the days yeah. they've, they've actually been inside. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes, totally, and you don't want to do that, because as, as I wrote bitterly, one day I remember writing bitterly about... Even prisoners get the chance to ask for parole. Yeah. <laughs> we have no parole. There's no parole going on. Um, and nobody's ever going to, you know, because I was having a bad day. But I remember writing a whole lot, three pages on the topic of that. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't get parole because we don't. But you hear about the so, prisoners, yeah. in, do you hear about the prisoners in, in, in California? There's a group of them getting together in prison trying to share COVID. So they could then tell the, the prison warden, I want to leave early because of COVID. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 God. Oh, the same human beings do. Yeah. You. And the warden um, said no. He said, no, you're doing well, this intentionally. You're not getting out. Of course not. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that does make sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, so that's how I would suggest. You know, that's kind of my take on being fatigued. And uh, this is kind of a, a bit of a flavour of what the court. Um, we've created, which is, as I said, called Feel Normal Again. Yeah. Um, and it's on Coursecraft. And it's, it's the sort of spirit of it. We're looking at what's happening to your brain, why you're feeling so tired, why your emotions are all over the place, and what can you do about it. Yeah. Because the, the, there's some really, there's a particular technique called emotional freedom technique, also known as the tapping technique, which has been researched, you know, it sounds slightly odd, but it, it has been researched deeply. Um, and uh, it's proven to f- function very well when somebody's feelings are overwhelmed all the time and help people to calm down, basically. So we teach that and we teach ways of thinking, solution-focused ways about deciding, you know, we're not in control of the situation, but there are still things we could be in control of. If you see what I mean, if we stop thinking globally yeah. and and obsess about whoever and with you know the numbers or whatever, if it makes us feel unhappy, some people you see because we have to be tolerant. I know some people who only survive because of the numbers, because for them the numbers are their way of coping, and that's fine. You know that's their way of coping. We all have different ways of coping. Uh, we only we can only do the best we can. That's all we can do. And uh, so that's what the course is about. 
And, and uh, we've got... Hmm? Sorry, sorry, Alan. where can we find it with the course? The course, so if you, you can find the course, um, and it's www.feelnormalagain.com. Yeah. And if you, if you do that, if you Google that, then you'll find it. And uh, my website is in construction at the moment because I've pivoted. It used to be Bea, the storyteller. And yeah. that's called Bea, B-A-Y-A dot I-E. That's good. So at least you're lucky because, I mean, I've met people who have who've had to change what they're doing because of the uh, of the luck of what's happening now. And they've done like I used to run. Uh, I used to, I've got a, a restaurant blog because I started last January. And I'll go and speak and review restaurants and write about it. And then yeah. since early March, I stopped that. Then I, my friend of mine who yeah. told me, why don't you just go and review restaurants that now they've now pivoted to doing takeaways. So I'm doing that now. Yeah. I'm reviewing that with takeaway, yeah. and it's great. Yeah. So. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Because you see, that's my point: is that the human mind is amazing. Yeah. And we can. And you know, at the moment, I'm I'm talking to somebody, and it's it's their child's birthday this week, and uh, they were saying to me, you know, because we're allowed to see one person outside, no, up to four people outside. Yeah. Um, within five kilometers of our house. So they're saying, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to have one child coming every 10 minutes. So there'll be a five minute in between time when I can make sure everybody's washed their hands. Yeah. So the birthday person, the birthday child, is going to have a friend coming every te- every 15 minutes. Imagine the, yeah. the complications of it. But that child will have a birthday party. It will be different. But yeah. The, the, and you'll be incred- totally respectful of the current rules, but there will be a sense of there will be something. Yes, and for- I think that shows how clever the mind is. Yeah. Because it will be fine. Yeah, well, and early- sounds very excited about it. Yes, for the day this year I turned 50, and I told one of my friends, I'm not sure if we're able to have a party properly. He said, Oh, we can host one via Zoom, which might yeah. isn't the exact same thing. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, totally, yeah. But I mean, we're lucky because, you know, I mean, we're lucky. Look at the way we talk now. We're lucky because we're allowed to go for a walk with the friends now. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing, you know, if, if you'd said to us six months ago there would be a time when you can't buy clothes because it's not allowed anymore, um, and you can only buy your clothes at Tesco because that's the only place, really, that yeah. still sells clothes or done, we would just laugh at them, wouldn't we? Yeah. We would have just said, don't be silly, you're just mad. This is there. And yes, there we are, saying we're lucky because we're allowed to go for a walk with a friend, provided we keep two meters between the two of us. Yeah, it reminds and me, at the moment, there's a meme going around on Facebook and then there's social platforms and saying, 2020, the movie, Dread about Tarantino, written by Stephen King. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I remember at the beginning of the year when everybody came to the boring 20s and I was thinking, no, 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 that was the time of the worst crash yeah. in the history. You know, like, and suddenly, here we go again. Yeah, the yeah. roaring 20s come, come back. back. It's, it, it's, yes, indeed. It's, it's, we're living in strange times, but luckily technology has been some use to us to a certain degree. As long as it's not overused yeah. and it's managed properly. Like when you were younger and your children and they're playing video games, if you if you rationed the time of, of the they spent on that, it was fine. Same technology, yeah. rationed the time, so you're not over zoomed or over skyped or anything else. Yeah, 
totally. Yeah. And also, you know, the feedback we're getting most of the time, touch wood, etc., is that families are beginning to do extraordinary things, like eat together again. Yeah. And have proper meals and cook together and all that sort of thing. And I know this is not everyone, and some people are having a really tough time with it. Nevertheless, you know, it's quite, there are some nice things happening, and we need to focus on the nice things happening because otherwise it's just too hard and we won't make it. And yeah. we won't keep to the rules. So that's my final word on the matter. Yeah. I have a, li- a final tip. Every day, write down in the evening, now, yeah. write down three things, three things that made you smile today. That's we don't a... have to make you happy. Yeah. Nothing big. Three things that made you smile. That's a very... And you will find them, because there's always something. There always is. That's a very important tip. And thanks very much for that, uh, Bea, and, and have a great day, and good luck with your courses. And hopefully in the thank future, thank you very much. Thank you. And in the future, hopefully Zoom will just be something that we only see once a month on a business thing and not, not a daily occurrence. Indeed. Yeah, totally, totally. Thank you very much for having me. No problem. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye.